Hey there, this is Julie from Blended Life. Thank you for taking the time to download this episode of our podcast. I hope you find value in it. The truth is though, sometimes you need more than a podcast can offer to get unstuck and find peace in your blended family life. The struggle is real. So this is a personal journey I've been on for years, seeking peace in circumstances and with people I can't control. Becoming Heard was born out of this quest. As a certified life and health coach, I am passionate about helping others just like you and me free themselves from chronic upset and chronic crisis mode. Right now, I'm offering Blended Life listeners a one-on-one free breakthrough session with me. This call will give you clarity to see if coaching is right for you. Take advantage of this opportunity now by emailing me at becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I can't wait to connect with you. Hey everyone, I'm Eric and this is my wife Julie and we are The Blended Life. Hey you guys, on this episode we are talking about boundaries, privacy, secrets, not getting a break from kids and then also we're ending with what do you do when your 14 year old stepchild doesn't like you and you're newly blended? We've all been there. Hang tight, enjoy. Welcome back. Time to jump right in. Welcome back yourself. I know. I've been gone for a long time. I haven't even been gone. You've just been busy with great guests on our podcast. So if you guys haven't listened to any of these episodes, these previous, what, three? The past three. Three episodes. Mm -hmm. They've been really good. Um, We have had um, one of our female pastors from our church on who is a... Um, ordained pastor, but she is also a licensed therapist who works with children um, and just... And Julie. And Julie (laughs) just does a phenomenal job in like talk about breaking knowledge. And then we also had Lori Short on who is um, Gracefield Step Parenting. She's the author of that and also just a different realm and dynamic um, uh, than Gina, but... um, just so much knowledge these last few weeks. Yeah, I think that our audience, though, has missed you. I don't think you understand. Mm. No, no, no. <laughs> we have, and I only know this because people reach out and I talk to them, but we have a, a really strong male listener following listenership. I don't know what you would call that. And I know they really appreciate you speaking up for the men in blended families. Mm. Obviously, I can't do that. Um and I think it really helps um, your perspective, helps a lot of people. It helps the men feel heard and seen and understood. And it helps the women hear it from not their husbands. So maybe they actually yeah. receive it. It's hard to well, hear. Well, that's good. I mean, because yeah. us men are a dying breed. So here we are united. Oh, dear God. Here we sticking go. Sticking together, <laughs> raising our blended families. But anyways, we are going to stop talking about the past and get into the future. What's the future look for? Well, this course? episode, we're going to discuss our listeners' questions or okay. topics that they have. Now, I have an abundance. So this is probably going to carry over into our next episode as well. Okay. Just so everyone can get their stuff answered. So the first topic up for discussion is 
How do you set boundaries with the other parents' kiddos? So setting okay. boundaries with your stepchildren. Mm. We've struggled with this in our household before, but we've also learned from this. This isn't some un- uncommon struggle in blended families, right? Nope. Well, it's interesting because I know the person who asked for this. So if you don't know, we have a um, a support group on Facebook called Blended Life Support Group. You can go search it out. You have to answer questions to join it. But it's a group where, where we're all asking advice, sharing stories, getting perspectives from each other who are also in blended families. And it's it's growing fast and it's a great group but the the woman who asked this particular topic be discussed she was having issues um with underage drinking Mm. so um letting like her own kids and then is different wait she was letting her own kids no 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 no, no. but her stepchildren Uh are being involved in facility there is just a whole thing around that topic right and so how do you when parents are raising kids differently in a home, you have different expectations for your children versus maybe your spouse has for their children over something around underage well, drinking and then, is yeah. like and then, the topic. And but. then take it a step further, man, what about, you know, your co-parent's house, the other parent, <laughs> you know, and what that looks like there or um, friends of your children. And, you know, it's like that umbrella just just yeah. grows. Yeah, and so how do you, and you've actually really helped me with this, and that's why I feel like you're really great to speak to this as far as you giving me advice um, with your son and myself and our relationship about creating boundaries because it's hard. It's a hard, fine line to walk because, um, especially in in our home, I'm not going, there's just my relationship isn't a, parent relationship Mm -hmm. for a lot of really valid reasons not saying that's the right way to do it or the only way to do it it's just how it's unfolded in our home right so with that being said you know things are important to me that mean be not important to everyone else in our home and certainly not respected in somebody else's home and you've really helped me try to create some boundaries um, to protect myself and my relationship with your son in our Home. What like, give me a couple examples? I'm mean, like I'm once we get on that topic, I'm sure I can think of a hundred more. But give me a couple examples of how I've done this. Yeah. So one thing, and I, I use this in my I use I, I use this example all the time actually in my coaching practice too. I'm gonna need royalty fees. You might. I'll give you royalty fees. <laughs> um, no, but I remember I was struggling with with lies being said about me, or I was really upset mm. that you know, pro- issues were being created between the homes. Mm-hmm. And this was a bit years ago mm-hmm. now. Um, and then just disrespect, things like that. Yeah. And I was really like having a hard time and I was struggling with it. And I know you always feel in the middle mm-hmm. as all bio parents do, <laughs> you know, and you were finally like, you know what, Julie, go have a conversation with him. Yeah. And then you gave me the most genius advice ever. Yes, because that's what I do, you guys. You need most genius advice ever. It was. Call me anytime, 911, just ask for me. I'll be there. Yeah, but you told me that, you know what, if I can't control certain things, if I'm not going to make rules and I'm not going to enforce rules in the home, right. then you need to think about what you can control, Julie. So you go to the grocery store. So if he's 
acting out and misbehaving, maybe you don't get him what he wants at the no grocery store. No chocolate milk this week until you change your attitude and behavior. You know, yep. um, at the time, our washer and dryer was broken. Mm. And so I was doing all laundry off site. Yeah. And so one of the things it w- also was like, well, the kid can wash his clothes in the sink because his clothes were getting taken off site and washed, folded, right. dried, you know, and brought home. So it was like, he's old enough where you can wash clothes in the sink and hang dry them outside. Like, this is a luxury to be I'm, have I'm your laundry sure service. I'm pretty sure that's not a good example, though, because now he still doesn't wash clothes and he, does. he just looks homeless. He washes clothes more than anyone in our home, actually. Know, actually. He's, he, <laughs> he does. It's funny, you guys. You know, our, our, our children turn into these little hormonal teenagers, and they get themselves boyfriends or girlfriends, and now all of a sudden our, our dirty little seven. well, he's 17 today. Happy birthday, He takes birthday, showers bud. a lot. He takes showers. He looks clean. He brushes his teeth. Yeah, he, he washes his clothes, like you said. Deodorant, oh, yeah. brushes his hair. I'm like, <laughs> Hey, Dad, you got a razor? I need to shave. <laughs> Who are you, kid? What are you shaving, and why do you need my razor? <laughs> but anyway, so th- that that advice really has stuck with me, and I actually pass that wisdom on to my clients nice. and now our audience here of just like, so boundaries for me are going to look different because I have to think about what I, co- what I contribute to this child's life, and then I am in control of yeah. that, right? And so I can let him know, like, hey, you're going to do this. And he wasn't apologizing to me for something. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. There was something. There was like, something. Yeah, and it was, it was like, something like kind of stupid, but you were both being like stubborn about it. And you had every right to be. You're like, I, I need to be respected in this household. And you just needed to pull the authority card. Yeah. And so it was a way for me to to do that and set. So boundaries, setting boundaries mm-hmm. with your stepchildren. Like, I think you have to be creative and think outside the box. They're probably not going to look like traditional boundaries or rules or, you know, you kind of have to think about what is in with your control with this relationship with this kid. And that was the advice essentially you had given me. And it really worked. Well, it was a bit of a pivoting point for you guys. I mean, everything didn't just magically get better and, you know, isn't all perfect now. However... Things have grown since then, right? Yeah. Your relationship has grown with him since then. Yeah. Um, the respect has grown since then. Um, it's just, I've, I've seen it. Yeah. The, the relationship mature. Yeah. And I think for, in my part of that was really having to let go of caring about what the other house yeah. said. Yeah. Because I think that's why I held back so much was because I, I knew, I knew, because every kid, every kid, sh- most kids, Right. Share about. Well, (laughs) I would say, but I do know there's like unhealthy situations where kids will not share about their experience. But Mm -hmm. we've always told our kids there's nothing to hide. Mm -hmm. Like you can share. So I was like, they're going to share. So I can't control what gets manipulated and twisted. Like I have to stop caring about. (laughs) Like I have to stop caring about it. I have to stop letting it control me. I have to stop letting, you know what I mean? You have to stop caring. I have to stop caring. But really, and I think that was maturity on my part, was like, I have to just, I'm not going to hide. I'm not going to, I I really had to create different boundaries with myself to be able to rise up to the occasion, Mm -hmm. I think. Does that make sense? Yeah, and well, and also just having personal boundaries is one thing. But if you have personal boundaries and people around you, your stepchildren around you, if, if people aren't aware of your boundaries, 
there's a good chance your boundaries are going to be overstepped and overlooked. Mm-hmm. So if you are not clear about your boundaries, then how do people know their boundaries? Oh, for sure. That's why caution tape is bright yellow, you know. Cones are bright orange. Everything is bright. It yells at you. It screams at you. It identifies itself. Yeah, you have to identify yourself. Identify your boundaries. <laughs> but boundaries are only as good as you're willing to enforce them, too. I mean, right. it's you, you can draw a line in the sand. People still will try to step over it and erase it. Like, also, like you know what I mean? Like, I mean, you time, have to. Yeah, anytime we go anywhere with sand, I'm going to start drawing lines in it and just see what you guys do. Jump over it. Yeah. You'll probably just drag your feet through Pee it. Pee on it. Yeah, and then drag your feet through it. <laughs> so I think that, you know, boundaries are great, but you have to have a really, you have to enforce them. So if you do not enforce your boundaries, you're actively teaching people how to disrespect you. And so that's really hard. I think a lot of people think boundaries sound really great, and people really want boundaries, and I think people are really weak because I think that they don't actually – follow through with enforcing them or holding to a consequence. Like if somebody crosses you, what are you going to do about it? And what we do find in coaching a lot, and I do this journey a lot with my clients, right? We do a lot of work around boundaries. It's interesting. A lot of people, you know, they don't decide they want to have boundaries because they're not going to enforce them. Yeah, or they don't know how to enforce them. They have never actually had that modeled for them. So this is actually a good thing. If you feel like you are someone like that and you're like, I don't know how to enforce boundaries. I don't know what my boundaries are. I know things that don't make me feel good and things that make me do feel good, but I, maybe you didn't have parents that set good examples of what boundaries look like and you're struggling and that's why you're listening to this. Um, I would encourage you to get a hold of Julie at becomingherd.com or send her an email at becomingherdnow at gmail.com and get some advice on how to set boundaries because really in blended families, boundaries are everything. If you can do that, um, not only do you get more respect, um, but your children learn what boundaries look like. They learn what respect looks like. They learn how to build fundamentals to ultimately one day have their own families. So again becomingherd.com and give Julia a look and she can help you with this. Yeah, I would love, love, love to come alongside you on a journey like that. Um, Quick question. It's all well and good to set boundaries with children. What about setting boundaries with the other adult in the home, right? Yes, you do that. (laughs) So (laughs) what if you have a boundary that your spouse does not respect? Um, How do you you navigate that? um, (laughs) (laughs) I can't. With you, stop. <laughs> um, no, you just got to make them clear. You have to make yes, but what if you make it super clear yeah. and they're like not then, then respecting you, you? Then you're gonna have to start doing the same thing. Be like, listen, I'm not gonna cook you dinner tonight. I'm not gonna watch. Have you been setting boundaries this whole time? I I've been dinner last night. Oh yeah, you did. Thank you. I must have been on my best behavior last night. You guys. That's not- that's not true. That's not true. <laughs> so you're just saying. Well, I'm like I don't I don't base dinner cooking off of your attitude. So are you you're here for all. advice then? Well, I'm just curious what your point of view is on that. If you have a boundary yeah. that your spouse is not respectful of, especially when it comes to the other kids. 
Yeah. I feel like adults can handle that between themselves. But like, what if I had a boundary I was setting with your son that you didn't agree with? Yeah. How would you advise someone to handle that? Here's the thing. Your boundaries are your boundaries. And if your spouse isn't willing to deal with your boundaries be- with their children, then you have to step up and you have to deal with your boundaries for your children. And a quick example, very, very recent example, a boundary you have with my son. We're just going to keep throwing him under the bus today because it is his birthday. And uh, this is better than spanking. But I will I say, I would say your son out of all the kids has made the most growth. Yeah. Okay, continue. But he came from the furthest too. <laughs> no, not really. He's a good kid. But he has. He's grown yeah. probably the most. Yeah, and he continues to. But I never give up on him. I always work with him. You've always, you know, set boundaries and worked with him, and you haven't given up on him. But recent let me go back. Example. Recent example is no shoes on the furniture. Oh, for gosh sakes. Yeah, and w- you come home the other Almighty. day, and you're like, look at this. Not only has his feet been on the table – but there is mud and dirt everywhere on our table in our living room. And it's like, dude, Julie has told you 10 billion times, but I'm in the middle of a shoot. I'm working. You're at home. I'm like, deal with it. You're going to have to deal with it. And I know you've told him 10,000 times, but again, this is your boundary. Not that I appreciate that. But this is your boundary. You're the one that found it. You're the one that's going to have to deal with this right now, you know. And you gave him a good talking to. And, um, I mean, it's only been 48 hours, but his shoes have not been on the table <laughs> since. Right? 48 hours, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but it's one of those things that if you have boundaries, you need to enforce them. Don't, don't set boundaries and expect everyone else to, to – enforce them well and don't set boundaries like this is nobody else in the house cares about tennis like shoes well being I, on I, furniture but me like you don't yeah. even really think it's that big of no a deal. that's not true i mm. i do and i will stop <laughs> okay. it but don't tell me how i feel okay i won't yeah. you 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 do care well this is news you do care about i do care that. but i also but i don't let it ruin my day i don't lose i don't lose it over it i'm like Dude, take your shoes off now, and I will, I'll lay into him right then and there. But it doesn't go any further than that. I'm like, I still make him dinner that night. Oh please! <laughs> All right, moving on. Secrets and privacy in a blended family. That's a topic that this person would like us to talk about. Okay, in what regard though? I, that's I all mean, I got. Secrets oh, and privacy in a blended mm. family. Well, listen, I I appreciate wanting privacy in a blended family and i think that's a very it comes from a place of protection yeah i think everyone needs it Uh, both parents need it not to even together they need they need privacy to unwind to think about things to just it's just space um wait are you talking i'm thinking about privacy like our blended family unit having privacy from the exes see i'm gonna need more details here because there's like i'm so i'm curious what are you talking about? Like privacy from each other? I'm in, just talking about yeah, in the just, home, like just in the home, having everyone privacy. having a little bit of space or having time to unwind and just have private alone, quiet time, you know, not constantly, but you know, it, they can go and close a door if they want. Um, what was the other part of it? No, I think privacy. Well, let's talk about that. Privacy okay. in the home. Sure. Yeah. Right. If you're able to have every kid, in our home, every kid has their own space, yeah. which we really, I think we 
wanted for those for our kids. Yeah, and we're also fortunate. Not everyone has Correct. that luxury. So being able to give kids and adults time to, you know, productively have time and space. But now that you started talking about this conversation or this topic, I think that you're you're more on track than what I am. So let's not spend so much time on my end of focus. But I think that it's it's a good point to bring. If you have a, f- a blended family in the home and everyone's blending and, and these kids didn't ask for these stepkids and yeah. these kids might not like their bio um, yeah. sibling, like it's great to set up opportunity for kids to indulge in privacy in the home. Right. But the flip side of that is that you guys are trying to build a united front. You guys are trying to build a family. You're trying to blend your family. And by blending your family, you need to have good communication. You need to be open to talking. You need to know what's going on. And everyone can't be living a separate private life. Otherwise, you just become roommates. And that's not a blended family. <laughs> it's not. Um, the other so the, the the point I was making earlier about privacy, which I don't know if this is what she she was getting at, but privacy maybe that your blended family, like privacy maybe where the kids don't share everything, everything mm-hmm. that happens in your home mm-hmm. with their other family. Can you have boundaries around that? On social media. With the and, kids yeah. and, and blocking people on social mm-hmm. media so you can have some sort of privacy as a blended family unit. Yeah. Now we're no... Mm. we're no stranger to conflict and chaos Mm -hmm. from what traditionally over the years people have seen on our social media, this podcast, maybe um, that the kids have gone and told the other homes things like, um, so I'm just wondering how reasonable and realistic it is. Even if you block people and we're in a small town, but even with people blocked, I have, I mean, it's crazy. I have people who follow myself and my ex, like friends that I've had forever who are friends on social media with both of us. Mm-hmm. And you know this, like over the years, you would think 10 years into us, this would stop and it hasn't. But people are always screenshotting and reporting whatever I post to the ex. Yeah, which... And I've had that happen with me, too. I've had friends who are looking out on my behalf and see something that's posted by your ex or my ex's wife, and they're like, I just want you to know that this is being said about you. And so they screenshot and share me. So it's like, even <laughs> this idea of privacy is cute. But let's go back to it, because the last subject, because you have had to set boundaries ar- about this. You're like, you've told people, I don't care. I, I don't just don't want to see it anymore. I don't want to see it. I don't screenshot. Don't send stuff to me anymore. And you have to set boundaries. And I think boundaries are part of privacy. Know that your children, you you can try to, but I don't think that it's realistic to set boundaries with your children that they go over, when they go over to the other house, that they are not to talk about you. They are not to share anything about your life. And because I know this, from one of our situations that it screws with the kids. If the kids have to be closed off and private to try to protect the other family when they're at uh, one family, when they're at one household and then they go to the other, that screws with the kids. Allow your kids to be open books. And by doing that, the way you do that is by being an open book in your house. And you don't share things and you don't talk about things that you don't want 
other people to hear about. You know, you don't have those private conversations in front of your children. You don't have those adult conversations if your kids are going to hear them and then take them to the other household. So again, you need to set your own boundaries within your household and and really refine who you are. And I think, um, speaking for myself, blended family life has really helped me mature and grow up and realize what I should be doing and shouldn't be doing because it's like, not that they are, but treat your kids like Jesus. <laughs> they hear and they see everything. So if you don't want Jesus knowing <laughs> and seeing and hearing something, don't do it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> kids absorb everything, even with doors. Like Annabelle, yeah. our, the youngest of our home, always says like, you know, I can hear you. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I've that's learned. Why, that's why we don't do that anymore. <laughs> and so I think, you know, anytime you want to set a boundary or an expectation around privacy, especially, you know, is it reasonable? Is it realistic? I mean, even if you put all these parameters around your social media and all these boundaries in place with the kids, nothing's perfect or fail safe. So I think you have to be mindful of how you're showing up. Like that is the best control. And listen, I know, because it's happened to me, things that are innocent get twisted into crazy shit that is, it's just wild. And you can't really control what people are going to do with a picture of a flower, you know, I, I, whatever. I mean, that's, anyway, so I just think that you have to be more mindful of, like, instead of focusing so much on privacy, Focus on how you're showing up and what you're doing and what you're putting out there. And I think part of it, too, is people are so fear-led. We want privacy because we're scared of the consequences. Yeah. And so I get that people don't like conflict and people don't like... I don't like gossip. I don't like lies. Just because I don't like it doesn't mean it doesn't happen. And and so you... Fear-led doesn't ever really lead anywhere good. So I think some of that is dealing with the fear around consequences of people hearing or seeing things. At some point, what what's the worst that can happen? You don't have to attend every fight you're invited to. You don't have to ans- answer every scathing text, every scathing email. You don't have to answer every accusation. The police aren't going to come arrest you because your ex is accusing you of something. Especially if it's fabricated. You know, a lot of things get made up. A I mean, lot of things get blown out of proportion and um, misconstrued. And there's just, there's. Yeah. The, so boundaries in place around communication. Like maybe you are only communicating through a parenting app now that the courts can see. Like if your ex is that toxic then I think, you know, you have to really control what you can control and you can't hide and you can't be afraid of your ex and do life that way. I don't think that's healthy. I don't think that teaches the kids anything healthy. Right. Living in fear. And again, they might try to start conflict. You don't have to involve yourself with it. No, but our goal here, you know, at least my goal is to raise our kids to be different and ultimately to be better. I want my kids to be better than I am at everything, at literally everything. I want my kids to be better. 
So if our goal is to have our kids be better than us, and how do we get there? We get there by setting examples and modeling what that looks like. Open communication with our kids, um, you know, and, and really thinking about this. It's a lot of work. It's not something easy. And, you know, it, and let's, let's, go, let's go back to picking on Jared again because it's his 17th birthday. I was talking to him the other day, and, and uh, you might have been there. No, I don't think you were there for this conversation, but he's telling me. I'm like, I'm like, look, bud, we've had a really, really good, you know, last week. You've been behaving. You've been coming home on time. You haven't been causing issues. You're just, you're doing good. Like, thank you. I was acknowledging it. And he said, yeah, it's because I've been thinking about it a lot. And I go, what do you mean? He goes, I have to think about it all the time <laughs> to be good and, you know, come home on time and do all And he says, it's a lot of freaking work. And he probably didn't use that word, but he said, that's a lot of effing work. And I said, yeah, it is. But it's also a lot of work not behaving and not following the rules and having to deal with the consequences and having to deal with all the crap that comes with it and the way that you feel. I said, so you're choosing the lesser of two evils, if you will. Mm -hmm. I said, but look how much easier it is. Look how much happier I am. Look how much happier you are. And you're getting to do things and you're getting privileges and it seems to be going better. Yeah. It's, it, it's all really, really good. Yeah. But it's all about that communication. A hundred percent. Um, the other part of this was privacy and then secrets. And I'm always curious when I'm confronted with the topic of secrets. I'm like, what good comes from secrets? Like secrecy. What is the benefit? How? And so I don't think we really need to spend a lot of time on this. But if, if there's something going on that's secret or you're asking someone to hold secrets, if you're asking kids to hold secrets or you're being secretive, um, what I would be curious about is what is the benefit, what good comes from this secrecy? How is it going to move you forward? How is it going to contribute to peace or joy or whatever experience you want to have in your blended family? Um, no judgment around that question, just really curious about it. Do you have anything to say about secrecy um, in a blended family? Secrecy is one of those things that it's almost like that conversation I had. It's a lot harder to hold in secrets um, and, and rather than just do the right thing. The other thing is, you know, secrets, if you have a secret and you tell someone, expect them to tell someone else. It's so, so, so hard to tell a secret and not have someone else share it, you know? So I think it, you have to know your audience, you know? It's one thing if it's, you know, between you and your spouse or I, I don't know. I mean, secrets are a hard thing. They, secrets are... Yeah, I've, I have learned there are people I cannot share with. Yeah. Like there are people, there are family, there's family members that I'm like, you are not a safe place to share. <laughs> there are friends. But we love you. But there are friends that are like, nope, yeah. not yeah. a safe place to share. Even with the kids. Like I think we most people most, share with honestly, their kids things that probably they shouldn't be sharing with their kids too. And I think you really have to have discernment around what you share. And if you don't know where to share something, you know, we believe in God and so in prayer. And I think we journal it. You know, if you have a secret that you have to get out, write it down. It, there's something so beautiful about pen on paper. I know you don't agree with this. I like pen on paper. 
Do you I, write out your secrets? Not my secrets, no, because someone's going to read them. You can burn um, it afterwards, but there's just no, something I, that happens. I like, I like to write out my, th- uh, like, plans. I, all my, yeah, business stuff, I like to do that, organize it, and then I'll throw it away later, but it helps <laughs> organize me. <laughs> what? And I throw it away later. Yeah, because I implement it, and now it's implemented, and, I like, I just, I literally just threw a stack of papers away yesterday. I'm like, oh, yes, but it helps, it helps me stay organized mm-hmm. because I'm not going to go find notes somewhere random in my phone or my computer i mean i guess if that's your habits but i have papers all around and sticky notes and stuff all around with notes on them pads and sticky yeah but think of how much info and knowledge and ideas i put on those and that's what keeps me kind of accountable and in line like i can't even tell you like i threw a huge stack of them away yesterday Mm -hmm. and um i'm like dude i accomplished a lot of crap off these yeah it's amazing how much you learn about yourself when you start writing, when you start writing, when you start writing what's on your heart, when you start writing what you want, what you start, when you start writing what you're unhappy about or dissatisfied with or whatever you're trying to work through, you start writing it and you learn so much about yourself. Also, it's a way to help you remember. And I think that's why you do it too. You have so much going on in your head that if you don't get it down, I have a notes app. I use the notes app in my phone too. Same thing. Like so much going on that if I don't make a note, I, it'll, I'll be trying to remember it and I can't my, bring yeah, it back. My problem with doing it on like the phone or the computer is if I have notes in there and then I go into those notes to start doing it, I'm going to get interrupted by 12 other things. You know, I'm on my computer, something's going to pop up. I'm going to need to, take care of it on my phone. I'm going to have a notification of something and I'm going to get distracted. So I'm just like, if I just have these all around, the other cool thing is too, is by having all these papers all around constantly, I have to check this list off. Otherwise that paper is never leaving and it's just going to be cluttered. Yeah. Do men, do men deal with secrets differently than women? I, I, I'm not all men. I mean, how do you, you deal with secrets? Am, do you have secrets? Uh, do you share secrets? With what who? Do you like think? I don't know. Who would you share secrets with? No, I. No, I mean like, you and I might have like. <laughs> we have tons of secrets. Do we? I don't know. Is that where you're going? No, I'm like we might have like limited time secrets. You know, not like birthdays and no. surprises. Yeah, not I mean, like stuff like that. I'm like secrets though. No, I don't. I, I don't. I'm not a good one to ask about that because I'm also like. I like to I like to live a life and a path that I can just be honest about. It's if a lot I, of work to remember lies, huh? Um, yeah, and it's something I just I think I learned at a young age. I don't want to entertain it. Like it's just it's not mm. it's just it's just it's not yeah. It's too much work. It's too much on your mind. Um and then you just it I don't know, it feels like it just gets out of control. It feels icky to me. Yeah. Okay. Let's go on to the next topic. So a little more context. So what do you, what to do when we never get a break from six full-time kids? His kid's mom passed two years ago and Mm -hmm. I have mine full-time and they do not have family close by. So they're in full-time parents. That's that's tough. Or six kids I mean, in a blended family. I, I think yeah. it's different when you're not blended, but it's a whole whole layer when you're blended. You, I mean, it's all it's all about. I can't even speak to that. That's wild. Um, but good, <laughs> but good for you guys. I mean, 
first and foremost, like make sure that you're just, you're, you're taking care of all of the relationships and that's, you guys have more work on your hands than anyone else, you know, <laughs> unless someone writes in and says, well, you got seven. <laughs> um, but I'm like, make sure that you work on every relationship. Don't just work on the kids that are struggling or acknowledge the kids that are doing good. You know, make sure that you acknowledge all the kids you pour into all the kids, but also make sure that you pour into each other, um, that maybe the little one watches the big one, you know, while you guys go do something. Or the big one watches the little one. I I don't know. Not in some situations. It's yeah, (laughs) it gets crazy. So, yeah, I I was thinking that too. Um, Like most things that we face in blended families, it really does require us to think outside the box. Let's make it, let's have a special phone call real quick. I don't know. Hi, Grandma. Hi, Eric. How are you? <laughs> good. How are you? I am real good. Would you say hi to the Blended Life audience? What, what say I? Say hi to the Blended Life audience. You mean Jared? No. Say hi to everyone in the world. They're listening to you. Tell everybody from where? Blended Life, our podcast, Grandma. I, I can't hear you. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Hey, Julie and I are doing our podcast right now, and I did not want to miss your phone call. So I answered okay. it while we are recording. So everyone can hear you while we're recording right now. Oh, okay. I wanted to call Jared and tell him happy birthday. Well, thank you. I will be home with him in just a little while, and we will give you a call back. Okay, sounds good. Okay, love you, okay. Grandma. Okay, love you too. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> That is my, how old is grandma now? 89 or 90. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. Yeah. She, she is, is amazing. She's a hoot. She, but a hoot she, has a very, she has a very hard time hearing. That was amazing. That was radio gold. That was, yes. Podcast gold. Although I should have switched it to my angle so they could have seen me holding up the phone, but whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry, you guys. No. So I was just saying that I think like with anything else that we face or have to deal with in blended family life. It does require us to think outside the box. Right. And so your situation's really not, I mean, even though it's traditional because you have, you guys are acting like a traditional family that all families have to do that aren't divorced, right? Mom and dad at home with all the kids Mm -hmm. full time. Mm -hmm. That is, it's just interesting. And so that you guys are being traditional without trying to be traditional. Um, So in those cases, if you don't have support around, it's like building support right? It's, um, finding, so our, I used to belong to a gym that had a kids club and, you know, once a month they would have parents night out. And so all the kid are, the kids could go to the kids club for a couple hours and have pizza and games and parents got to go to have a nice dinner. I think you have to, you have to figure out how you can use your community. That's what I was just about to say. Friends. Yeah. Um, church, churches also do that from time to time where they offer kids, kids activities or like youth group on Wednesday nights. I know parents oftentimes use that to be able to go and have like dinner or just get a break. Find other parents like through school, through church, whatever, find other parents that need a break also and trade off with them. And one night you might have 10 kids at your house, but have a giant pizza party, have fun. Pour yeah. into all the kids and let the other two parents go mm-hmm. enjoy themselves. 
And then one night, those parents are going to have 10 kids at their house. You know what I mean? And and do that for one another. And I think find babysitters, right? Like you would for uh, most most parents who have kids full time, um, hire babysitters for a night to be able to come over. Maybe you need to have two if you have six kids and you don't feel comfortable. So I think it's you have to breaks aren't going to fall in your lap, right? Breaks aren't going to happen because you want them to. You have to make them happen. You have to create opportunity for date night, create opportunity to have a break. So I think that you have to really do planning. You have to do your due diligence to to work together with your significant other and figure out a plan of how to make it happen. And then you have to implement it. Um, And I, I think that that what you're facing is, is very common as far as just having all these kids with no break. And a lot of families don't live close to family also. And so um, you just, you create it for yourselves. And I I think we forget that we are the designers of our life, right? When we are blending a family, we actually get to design our life how we want. And I think that's a really exciting thing. And so with every season that changes, with every circumstance that changes, seeing it as an opportunity to redesign or rethink or or to actually how are we going to get what we want in our family or what we need, I think that's a really amazing opportunity for growth and and for for good to come you know but that's what i mean that's what you focus on with your clients so again you guys i know i said it earlier i sound like a broken record at this point but becomingher.com get a hold of julie she can help you get on that path and set you up to live your life how you want to live your life yeah that's what we're all about okay last one okay okay So this is a little bit more information. Um, And so a gentleman wrote in and said that he has recently moved in with his partner. He has two kids, six and eight, and she has three kids, 10, 12, and 14. Yeah, Brady Bunch. So it's same with the other family we were just talking about. Um, And so he says that they're a happy family and everyone gets along. However... Um, his partner's eldest daughter hates him. Yeah, welcome the to the club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the club. You know, wear that like a badge of honor and prove her wrong. Just show up different. Show up with intention. She's going to hate you. Kill her with kindness. And not over kind. No, be, don't be unrealistic about it. But just show up. Be consistent. Mm-hmm. Let things roll off. Don't take it personally. Because she doesn't know why she hates you. And at the end of the day, she doesn't really hate you. Those are just words that we use about this. As stupid as that sounds. Um, because that's what it feels like. Um, but she's confused. She's stuck between two homes. She's stuck between a dad that probably does like her. Maybe not. Um, and, and that could be another issue. Um, but this is a confused young adolescent child that is trying to protect. and She doesn't know what she's trying to protect. Yeah, and and traditionally, fourteen year olds, um, we've gone. We have <laughs> so our kids right now are twenty one, eighteen, seventeen, and thirteen. And fourteen's an interesting age. Thirteen, it really starts, but fourteen, it's like they're trying to figure out their own identity, and they're pulling away from everyone because they're they want to be their 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 own self. They don't want to be mom. They don't want to be dad. I just want to be me. Did you, know? you guys talk about this at all with Gina on the last podcast or the last uh, the 
two prior to We that. talked about Three teens years. a lot. Did you? Because yeah. I know this is, that's what she specializes in. So if we don't get to the root of it on this episode and answer your questions. Go fully, listen to therapy part one. Yeah. That's the episode that she talks about teens and young adults specifically. Which is two episodes before this one. Um, listen to that one. And again, if you're not getting everything Three. that you need, um, get a hold of Julie and at becomingheardnow at gmail.com or just comment below and, and we'll get it like we did this one. But um, we can put you in touch with someone that is really specializes in this sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, and, and teens are their own special breed. I remember... Yes, we are. <laughs> I, I remember I was really frustrated with, with my one of my teenagers in the home and I was just... I went upstairs and I was so upset and you were getting out of the shower happy... Like I was? Are, yeah. And you're like, what's wrong? And I was like, F teens. And all the kids fell down flat. <laughs> it, it, listen, teens are hard and they're not for the faint of heart. And le- if you're just recently moved in, what I say to everyone is you're playing the long game. Yep. You know, so usually things get worse before they get better. It sounds like from what you wrote, like, you know, bio dad picks and chooses how to spend his money. Yep. He doesn't respect boundaries. Yeah. He's got very um, harmful and painful. There's a lot of manipulation. Behaviors. Yeah, there's a lot of manipulation going on there, so, and that's getting embedded into her. Yeah. So the only thing that is going to change this and change this cycle is for you again to show up consistent and show up and prove to her I'm different than those lies that are being spread about me. You don't talk trash about her dad. You. Try not to let her mom talk trash about her dad. It, you know, if you two are in a car together and you guys are venting to one another, that's a thing, but don't do it with the kids in there. But you have to show up differently and prove, like Julie said, in uh, for the long game, you're in this for the long haul and continue to show up differently and prove to her and every other kid that you are different. And then what that does is that proves you're not the liar in this relationship. The other side is. Yeah. And I, I think um, a lot of people, well, I will go back to the relationship between father and daughter. So it's really hard. You know, the relationship a father has with her daughter is the first relationship where a girl knows how to be treated and how, you know, um, she is going to be treated in relationships. Like it's kind of the where she learns what to expect from men is the relationship she has with her father. And so I'm wondering too, obviously I'm not in there or observing this, but I'm wondering too, is it possible that if she's having a struggle with her own father, meaning she doesn't trust him, she feels manipulated by money with him. um, She sees his harmful, destructive behaviors. She might have some trauma from her past with her dad if she doesn't feel safe with dad on any level or, you know, any one of those levels for her to attach to you so early on probably also doesn't feel safe because she's learned not to trust men, that men will hurt her, manipulate her, that that men um, are going to pick and choose what she's going to get. You know, this is her first experience with men is with her dad. And so I, I'm just wondering, is it possible that, and she won't be able to articulate that, right? She's too young to connect those dots. Um, 
But it could be possible that that also is going on. If she has, if she's having, you know, if dad is destructive. Um, and I, again, I could speak in personal experience to that over and over again. If you don't have a healthy attachment with your bio parent, then having a healthy attachment with your step parent is really hard um, because it probably doesn't feel safe. So I think, again, long game. And he said, um, it, this feels so draining. Yeah. 100%. 100%. This life isn't for the weak. You know, it's it's um, it's day by day, circumstance by circumstance. And I do want to give credit. I mean, the last thing he says is we're consistent in showing up. There you go. Um, and showing them what a healthy and loving relationship looks like and are trying to instill our values into the kids, hoping that she will wake up and see the difference between what is happening um, in each home, but they feel hopeless because the bio dad always reels her back in with money. And then he says she has stopped covering up what he's doing, but isn't directly bad-mouthing him. Um, And so... He just wants to know, is there anything else that we can be doing because this feels so draining other than that? Just keep reminding yourself that today is probably not the day. And it's and it is draining and it's gonna continue to be draining. And again, like we mentioned earlier, the long haul. You're in this for the long haul. And this behavior isn't gonna change. It's so sad to say it's not gonna change in a year or two or three or probably four or five from now. It's going to take a while. It takes them growing up, maturing, moving out of the house, and we're just (laughs) now starting to see that Mm -hmm. with one of our kids. You know, We are just now starting to see things get weeded out. And it, and again, that doesn't happen quickly, but it, but it happens. Um, You know, think back to a time when you were a kid, you know, and how you felt and, things you said or the way you acted and whatever and be like, man, would I act like that or or be like that now? Man, I know I have dozens and dozens upon probably hundreds of instances that I wouldn't do or behave like now that I, you know, did 20 years ago. Um, So just keep stuff like that in mind. And like Julie said, you're in this for the long haul. Wake up every day thinking, all right, today is probably not the day, and just make the best of it. Like you said, continue to be consistent and show up and just just do your best, you know, yeah. do your best by everyone. So if you guys are listening to this right now and have made it this far, um, we just, we appreciate you guys. So um, whatever you're listening to this on, if you can leave us um, a good review and, you know, if you're watching us on youtube or social media whatever hit that like button subscribe ring that notification bell um all that just helps us and pass this on to someone you know if if you've heard something in here and it's like it reminded you of someone pass this episode on to someone Uh, feel free to comment below engage with us be part of our community um just because we're behind the camera doesn't mean that we don't hear and and talk to you guys. So anything that you have to say or you feel, reach out to us. We would love to communicate with you, and that's the point of us being here. So Yeah. May I say one more thing Absolutely. to this yeah. last question? Um, also, you none of us were created to do life alone. Right. Okay, we were created for community. So I think one of the best things that we can do if we want to stick with our blended family and we want to make it through to the other side, 
of kids in our home, then you must have a support system. Um, you and your spouse and, and your kids are probably not enough. You need friends. You need um, a therapist, a coach. You need um, a church family, whatever that looks like, other blended families. You need people to speak strength and encouragement into your life. You need support. And so I think that it is, you know, really important and, and it's something that not a lot of people do or heed that advice. But again, when you say you're exhausted, it's um, you need that encouragement. You need people to speak truth and strength and, and to make you understand that you're not alone. So either join our Facebook group, um, contact me. I'm happy to be part of your team as a, as a life coach. Um, and get a therapist, um, make sure you're connecting with friends and people who speak the blended family language. And I think that's really going to help you through this, um, this period of just blending your family. It takes five to seven years. So you're in the beginning and it's, I always, I always chuckle at that because I'm like seven years, they're gone for most people. And it happens so quickly. And just one last piece of advice, (laughs) as you're saying that, and this is to everyone, this isn't just our, just our, our listener writing in, this is to everyone. If you guys have a support group, whatever that looks like, make sure that it's productive. Make sure that when you're venting and you're trash talking and, and you are just at your end because this is exhausting, Make sure it's not to your coworkers and your friends. You know, if you need to vent in that way, vent very briefly with someone who is not going to continue to run with that. Make sure that it's a productive conversation. Don't go trash talk your stepdaughter or your spouse or, you know, any other family members, even even your co-parents on the other side. Because what that does is that starts a toxic relationship and you don't ever want to build relationships off a toxic relationship because then all that does is that just feeds that negativity constantly. And I can't even tell you how many people over the years I've been around that are friends, that are coworkers, whatever, and anytime they are around, it's all negativity. And all it does, it, it never builds anything. All it does is just brings everyone down. So make sure that your support group is actually supportive. When you're saying, man, this is the worst kid ever. I can't deal with them. Make sure they're going, no, look at the other side of it. They are actually great kids. They're doing well. They're trying their best. You know, they're not getting into trouble, whatever it may be. And they help you see the other side of it. So just a little bit of advice to all of us, including us. So we just want to thank you guys for being here again. If Julie can help you guys out, becomingheard.com or send her an email, becomingheardnow at gmail.com. But we just appreciate you guys being here being a part of our blended family. Yeah, you guys, thanks so much. We'll talk to you next time. Hey, it's Julie again. I hope this episode of Blended Life started a conversation that you will finish in your home. But I get it, right? Sometimes you need more. My offer still stands. If I can interest you in a free one-on-one breakthrough session with me to see if coaching is right for you, contact me now at becomingheardnow at gmail.com and let's get you unstuck. Becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I look forward to it.